Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. If you're enjoying the show so far, please leave a like, share the podcast, and do leave your comments. I really appreciate the support. In today's episode, I want to talk about the tourism industry within Kashmir and the situation that is currently prevailing within the valley. Kashmir historically has been a very beautiful place and a hotspot for tourism. It has one of the most beautiful sceneries in the world, as stated by a lot of people, and it's a popular destination for tourists both of local and international origin. A lot of the industry derives from tourism, and that's one of the main selling points for the 700,000 Kashmiri people that are living within the region that rely on tourism. Now, ever since August 5th, when India forcefully occupied Kashmir, an advisory warning was sent out to tourists, basically warning them of staying in Kashmir for too long. The advisory warning came out somewhere close to August 2nd, and that is the date when tourists were being told that staying in Kashmir is not safe and that they should leave. A lot of tourists were actually forced to leave from the area even when they didn't want to. Now, after August 5th, for two months straight, there has been literally no tourist activity happening in Kashmir. That is until recently, when the government allowed tourists to visit again by lifting the tourism advisory warning on October 11th. To facilitate this, roadblocks have been cleared, barbed wire spikes have been taken away, Indian forces have been taken off the streets, but they are still around to monitor and assess the situation. And it's being projected that Kashmir is now open for business. Unfortunately, it's a little too late at this point in time. For starters, the past two months have been grueling for the people of Kashmir. Schools, colleges, workplaces, businesses have had to shut down either in fear or in protest. For two months, people have not been able to earn a livelihood based on their profession in Kashmir. Now, on October 11th, they're being told that business can start once again for the tourists that come in. Unfortunately, a lot of the tourists are still wary of the situation within Kashmir, which is why tourist activity is not all that strong. Not only that, but business owners are worried for their income. They raise the legitimate point that at this point in time, there are virtually no incentives for tourists to visit the valley other than just to go sightseeing. Naturally, the loss of internet is a bit of a contention. There is still no internet in the valley, phone lines are still down, and transport is severely restricted, which means that even if you are a tourist, and you go to visit Kashmir, you'll face a lot of difficulties. You won't be able to get around as much. You won't be able to take your photos and put them up on Instagram. You'll basically be cut off from everyone. That is a worrying symptom for tourists. Obviously, you wouldn't want to go to a place where you don't have access to other people. And that hampers the sort of viability for tourists at this point in time. Moreover, a lot of hotels and restaurants are still shut down, which means that even if you do go, there's going to be very few places where you can stay and very few places that you can visit and have a good meal while out and about in Kashmir. 
So with all these negative elements, it comes as no surprise that Kashmir would not be the hottest tourist destination for visitors right now. Additionally, Kashmir is also facing a huge crunch with regards to the migrant workers that have been there. Ever since August 5th, it has been estimated that almost 400,000 migrant workers have left the Kashmir Valley for fear of their lives and their livelihood. This is a very worrying situation for the residents of Kashmir because tourism is a very strong industry there. Not only did they have to deal with businesses not running and not being able to grow as much food to export, they also have to deal with the fact that people are not coming in and spending. And to give you an idea of how bad the situation is, in the two months that Kashmir has been under lockdown, the valley has seen almost $1.5 billion of loss in tourism revenue. $1.5 billion. That is a huge amount. And the Kashmiris are suffering for it. Even with the prospects of tourism now being restarted, it is a very uphill climb. Most of the revenue has already been lost. And with winter fast approaching, it will be a bit more difficult to enter the valley and stay there for holidays. This is all being done under the guise of India providing protections to Kashmir to bring normalcy into the region and to stabilize the sort of activity that's happening there. In order to push that agenda, they're also working behind the scenes to manage the government within Kashmir. The bottom line is, is that the situation is being changed drastically in Kashmir and not for the better. Right now, the Kashmir economy is in distress. It's being hampered by the actions of the Indian army, of India's hardline stance that Kashmir is an internal matter and we will lay siege to it and bring normalcy about to it when it was not needed. The people of Kashmir were doing absolutely fine. They were doing great. They were progressing with life before August 5th. And ever since that day, it has been a nightmare for everyone living within the valley. Powerful political leaders are under house arrest. People have lost their jobs. People have lost their homes. People are fleeing the valley, not knowing whether it is safe for them and their families to live there anymore. As we've witnessed before, there have been almost 1,500 cases reported of people missing, taken up by the Indian Armed Forces to locations unknown. A lot of them, young boys, young men, the strong backs on which the Kashmir economy depends on, on which the future of Kashmir depends on. They have now just been taken to parts unknown, and nobody knows where they are. Their families are in distress. It's within this situation that India believes that tourists will come in and visit Kashmir, and everything will be very fine and happy. It will not. There is distress in the air within Kashmir. There are people suffering and scared and fearful for every single day, for their families, for the loved ones, for themselves. It's difficult for them to go out into the streets for long because they don't know what will happen. They don't know whether out there there is a bullet with their name on it or a jail cell waiting for them. This is the sort of situation that is in Kashmir right now. And 
it's pretty safe to assume that in those kind of circumstances, tourism will not prevail. Tourism cannot thrive when you have such a thick atmosphere of fear and oppression. People will slowly start to trickle in. In fact, there are reports that some people are actually going in. But then again, the volume is going to be very low. Not only is it because of the season, but it is also because of the sort of facilities that are being provided in Kashmir right now. No tourist would want to go to a place where they have virtually no access to anyone else, where food and shelter are scarce and difficult to find, where instead of going to enjoy, they go into stress. Nobody would want that. No matter how beautiful Kashmir is, nobody would want that. The bottom line is that this two-month lockdown that a lot of people say shouldn't be too much of an issue and life will return to normal, it, again, impacts quite a lot of Kashmiris in the long term. You have children who have missed out two months of schooling. You have people who have missed out two months of business. They aren't able to provide for their families. And who knows, because of this, they might actually have more problems down the line that might not even be resolved in like seven, eight months. That's what people believe. Maybe in seven, eight months, things will be better. Give it time. There's some things that you cannot give time. There's some things that you need to absolutely go ahead and do. That's the change that you need to bring. You need to bring change. Kashmir right now is on the precipice. It needs to be the utmost priority for everyone within the region. All eyes need to be on it. All support needs to be there. Because these two months have been absolutely brutal for the Kashmiris. Their future is in doubt. Their rights, their autonomy is at stake. Their very identity is now under crisis. India can plan to fix all of this in the future, but it won't be a solution that will be widely accepted. Their policies need to resonate with the Kashmiri people. It needs to be the writ, the will of the Kashmiri people and not some fantastical solution that they slap onto the situation. That is not what is going to resolve matters here. Talking to the Kashmiris, understanding them, giving them their rights, that is what is going to resolve the situation. Kashmir is an independent community. It is a strong community that deserves its right to self-determination. They are big enough to take care of themselves, they are big enough to know what is right for them, and they deserve the freedom that they have been denied for so long. Kashmiri tourism it has taken a hit within these past few months, and the long-standing effect of this will spill over into the next year. Because of the situation, there are going to be less people operating within the tourism sector. There's going to be less development over there. There's going to be less money to be made, and next season is going to be even more difficult for them because they have not been able to provide in this one. Which means that they will not be able to give good, proper service in the next one unless they are actually helped out right now. What we need is a very humane understanding of the situation and policies that bring about the welfare of the Kashmiri people. And to put aside the bickering and fighting and sort of negative perception 
that is currently within the air right now. Kashmir does not deserve that. Kashmir deserves way more. And it is our duty as people to make sure that that happens. If you are listening, please, I urge you, raise this issue with your friends. Raise this issue amongst your family. Talk about it. Share it everywhere that you can with everyone. Because only together can we make a change happen. India is currently being called to comply and provide oversight into the matter. Foreign powers want to visit Jammu and Kashmir and figure out what the situation is. They want to see things normal. Things are not normal. They need to be made aware of what is happening so that they can pressure India to back off and to start taking care of its citizens, to start developing the region as opposed to forcing the region to change. That is not what we want. That is not what India wants. The BJP has elements all across India that are not in favor of them. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's recent visit to Tamil Nadu has also been criticized by the Tamil people. They welcome with open arms President Xi Jinping, but their own prime minister is told to go back. And one of the reasons that is being cited over here is Kashmir. Because the people of Tamil Nadu actually have seen what is happening in Kashmir and they do not stand for it. This is India's own people that do not stand for it. The international community must do the same. Forget about the fact that India is a huge market that will bring you profit. Profit does not lie greater than human life. Human life is what is more important than money. The international community needs to come together and you can help with that cause. Please, I implore you, talk about this issue, share it with your friends, share it with your colleagues, share it with anyone who is willing to listen. But please keep Kashmir the focus. Please keep Kashmir a talking point amongst everything so that people remember and that people know what is happening and they are able to take action. You are the force that will bring about change and you can do it. I thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, if you like what you hear, please like, share, and comment. Keep the discussion going. Keep the fight going. Thank you so much. I will catch you in the next one.